Stand by. The vacuum tubes are warming up. This is a special live broadcast. Right here on Georgia Radio. Well, Brother Wade, how you doing? You there? Well, hang on a minute. It helps if I mash the right button. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead and say what you were probably already saying. <laughs> now well, that everybody can, can hear you. <laughs> I am fine, and I want to welcome everybody to Georgia Folkland Farm Life radio show here on Georgia Radio. Yeah, you sound a little different tonight because uh, we had a thunderstorm that just came through here, and it knocked everything offline. So uh, we're we're doing the best we can do, and uh, you're on the we're phone. We're winging it with uh, backup equipment. Yeah, we're winging it uh, just as best we can tonight to uh, uh, get oh, them. We're back up with winging equipment. Yeah. But we wanted to get the Meeks Brothers show on. I mean, they do such a great job of uh, keeping yeah. everything going around here. that we We're not going to listen. Rain or snow or gloom of night, because they as these uh, Meeks Brothers got something from their appointed rounds. They, they're, they're out there making beef right now. Yeah. They sure no are. No matter how the, what the weather. That's right. <laughs> Whether they want to be or not, they're making Whether beef. Whether they want to be or not, they're making beef right now. That's right. I got James Gregory on tomorrow, and uh, I was talking to him earlier today about some stuff, and he said, uh, I asked him, I said, do you do you ever, you you know James Gregory, by the way. Oh, yeah. Funniest well, man Gregory. in America, right? And he I said, I asked him, I said, do you use self-checkout counters? And, and he he thought about it for a minute. You, you have to hear his answer tomorrow on the radio show. You'll just have to hear it. But I got to thinking about it, and I thought, you know, if there were ever two people to film using the self-checkout counter, it would be James Gregory and Wade Peebles together. Yeah. That would be fun. That would just be worth watching the two of you go through a grocery store together. And It would be as good as an old Martin and Lewis, you know, or, or, or you know, uh, yeah. I'm telling uh, you. I've what, left. what was the fat guy in the skinny one? Laurel and Hardy. Laurel and Hardy. He was from uh, Harlem, Georgia. Yeah. Did he you was. know that? I did. You know, yeah. I was driving down some back road the other day and I saw the Laurel and Hardy Museum and I thought, well, how about that? You know, yes. and that was really yeah. neat. No, but I just, I've been laughing all day about the two of you <laughs> going through the store. Trying to yeah. trying to find rutabagas <laughs> on that on that self checkout machine and yeah get out of the store without getting a locked up or uh, you know slapped <laughs> right. or no slappings or or law enforcement uh, yeah oh action. my goodness so. well he's he's playing uh, up in Macon uh, I get Friday Friday the twenty first he's playing in Macon and then he's over I in Augusta yeah he's over in Augusta the next night. So you'll be even closer. You could you could take Saturday, the log truck. Yeah, Saturday I could drive up there to the James. Brown, is it the James Brown Arena? Is it the Bell Auditorium? Where is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah somewhere. Yeah, that's not a. Yeah. That's not a good. That, Listen, that's, 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 if I had internet right now, I could tell <laughs> that you. Was a multiple, yeah, it was a multiple choice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, everybody He's should. I hope they, like you say, as you pointed out at the beginning, the show is not the usual show because we don't have we don't have Skype and we have computer. We're just I, I've got on my real truck driver headset and. Uh, and talking to you and listening to you. We've got the Conway can is eating supper. Yeah, he's eating his supper. I fed him so that he would be quiet, but uh, that's no guarantee. Well, and we thought bacon. we had two strikes against us today because we were going to have uh, Mr. Bacon on. Yes, we were going to have Cedric Bacon on, and he, uh, with our series on photographers, and he's a great photographer from uh, Statesboro. But Cedric was a little under weather. He wasn't feeling it, so we rescheduled him from another for another night. 
And uh, then uh, it just we were going to do the show without a guest tonight, which is, we have good shows without guests. We have good shows with guests. Um, but then uh, Mother Nature intervened, and, and uh, I'm telling you what we we had a gully washer here, and really? it, 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 it just rained light, a lot rain here. Oh, it blew out! It blew out everything around here. We, I, wow. I mean, lights and and light bulbs. We must have had a big lightning strike near the farm or something, but. Yeah, everything is down at the moment, but that's all right. We're going to keep it going and uh, have a good time tonight. Listen, there's been so much going on right now on Georgia Folk and Farm Life. Uh, people have been writing in and have been sharing things that uh, just continue uh, to blow my mind away. What What have you read lately uh, that has you sort of sitting back in your rocking chair going, hmm, because there's been well, a bunch things on gardening and farming, but I haven't had anything this week that just really uh, socked it to me, as you say, on, uh, you remember that phrase from last year? Yeah, that old, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, had, you haven't had anything. Well, so here's, here's what I got me. Some of the prayer, I, listen, I'm going to say something very quick. Some of the prayer requests are funny to me. I know that sounds terrible, but I don't mean it. <laughs> People pray for a lot of things on the Open Farm Life. Yeah. From, Vegetables, dogs, and things. So, yeah, vegetables. Well, the one, the one that got me this week. There was a, there's a great, there was a great uh, piece that came up on uh, on lightning rods. Uh, and I, I'm gonna have to go back and find it and share it. On I didn't Georgia see Day. that. Now, I've, yeah. I've written about lightning rods, but I, I didn't see that. One. No, this one was from uh, this. One, I, I want to say the lady's name was Sue Baker, who wrote a story about lightning rods uh, growing up, and. I won't give the ending away, but, but anyway, she was there. Uh, there was a big storm that came up and I, you know, there've been a lot of pop-up thunderstorms the last few weeks. Yeah. You know, Randy, all he called me the other day, he had a tree hit and I went over there and I posted that on there and that generated a lot of comment and interest about the fact that some trees can get struck and survive and some don't. And Bubba Morgan, I think it was uh, pointed out that it's Record, it's according to whether, you know, some lightning strikes go from the ground up. Some come from the clouds down. Yeah. They're different polarity, positive or negative. So it has to do with, with the intensity, the, the nature of the charge, whether it was a, from the ground up or cloud to ground around the cloud, and it's polarity, negative, positive, those those factors. And I'm an electrician, and uh, so uh, I, I was listening to the Jack Benny show on the road radio classic show the other night and listening to Rochester talking about lightning. And I thought, you know, Rochester, that sounds, you know about as much about lightning as I do and, and electricity. So. Well, her but grandfather that, was, was, was very concerned about lightning. And this would have been back in the 1920s or 30s. And so he went around and put lightning rods because the lightning rod right. guy came around and sold him some lightning rods and he bought some. But he insisted on putting one on the outhouse, and she said that when, no. she, when she asked him about it, he said he'd rather be scared than dead. And so wow. the story the story ends the story ends with with him being very scared. So I'll, wow, I'll now leave I it at that. that. Yes, now, it's a barn burner. So you'll have to well uh, another good lightning and storm story. My great uncle Ernest Townsend, he's gone as my grandmother's brother. And he he was born around 1900 somewhere then, and or in the 18 1890s I suppose, yeah in the 1890s. And he told of going to spend weekend when he was a boy with a, a, a friend of his, a young man. They were about the same age; they were teenagers. Over near Norristown, he spent the night. They spent the night at their house, and 
and they had a regular old farmhouse, you know, that day, that year. It was a good, stout, sturdy farmhouse. But the old man, the, the patriarch of the family, was a bit of a nutcase. And any time they came up a storm, instead of gathering the family in the house, he would, they would all have to gather in the smokehouse. Now, um, most of our listeners understand that smokehouses in Georgia were not, they were the poor, they were like a chicken coop. They were poorly built. They had a dirt floor hmm. and a wood shingle or metal roof. And they weren't built. They were built to let smoke out and smoke meat in, and just keep the varmints out. And so you wouldn't you wouldn't think that anybody would want to uh, take refuge in a storm in a smokehouse. You'd stay in the house. But this old man, that was one of his peculiarities. And they were very religious, very pious, but unusual family. They was a large family. And Uncle Ernest told of going there and being there that day when this tremendous electrical storm, terrible thunderstorm came up and the wind blew and lightning popped and, and it was raining and hail was falling and the old man hollered up everybody and they, he went out to the uh, to the old smokehouse and yelled and hollered for all the family and the children to come out there and one by one they came from different places in the house or out on the farm and uh, and they were in good safe places but they had to weather the, the, the horror of the storm to get to the smokehouse and there wasn't a latch on the door it just had a hole drilled in it like a lot of old smokehouses had a hole or a chain dropped to it and uh, but there was no chain on the door at that, that time just a hole and the old man was in there and he had a bony finger stuck out he was holding the door shut the best he could with a bony finger right <laughs> so you can picture this and Uncle Ernest refused to join them, and he got on the back porch and watched all this from the house. And the old man had just give up trying to holler uh, Uncle Ernest in to join them. He just, they had one teenage girl, and she was late to the uh, event. She came from somewhere, and hail, like I say, was, was falling, big, big hail, and lightning was popping all around. And the teenage girl got just between where Uncle Ernest was and the, and the uh, quote, safety of where her daddy and the family was in the in the uh, smokehouse. And lightning hit a chinaberry tree there right beside her. And she dropped to her knees and put her hands in the air with the rain falling and the hail falling and said, speak sweetly to me, sweet Jesus. <laughs> and Uncle, Uncle Ernest got tickled. And about the time that the old, old man pushed the door open to let her in with that old finger stuck through that hole of hailstone, hit him on the knuckle. Oh. And he took the Lord's name in vain right there in front of God and everybody. Oh, gosh. And but did they survive the great hailstorm? They survived. Of... And Uncle Ernest said when it was all over, they were kind of peeved. They were embarrassed and peeved to him. And so he he walked on back to his house. And that was the end of his business with his buddy there. <laughs> Gosh. But I can always picture that. That old bony <laughs> that finger. Family, the yeah, door, yeah, bony finger. And, and the old man, he was praying continuously. I left that. He was he was uh, spouting prayers and scripture the whole time and then wound up with when the hailstone <laughs> hit him on the, on the knuckle. He reversed course there. And yeah. Said something ugly. Okay. We got to take a quick break. We'll come back here for a few <laughs> more minutes of this fun. Stay with us. Hi, this is Wade Peoples from Georgia Folk and Farm Life Radio. I'm here to tell you about Meeks Brothers Cattle Company. And you don't have to worry about supply chain issues or where your beef comes from. Do what I do and call Meeks Brothers Cattle Company today. You can get a whole, half, a quarter, any amount of beef you want. Good quality beef. Vacuum packed. Lasts up to three years in your freezer. It's grass-fed, grain-finished, made to order. 
visit Meeks Brothers Cattle Company on Facebook today and tell them Brother Wade sent you. And that's Meeks Brothers Cattle Company. Thank you. Georgia Radio, on your phone, in your home, everywhere you go. All right, you back? I hear you. I am. I'm here. Snuffing yeah. and snorting and yeah, yeah. Well, whatever I you got to do. To the map, and I'm, I'm ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, it happens. As my know. daddy used to say, "I'm all too good." Yeah. Well, it's, it's that, that time of year, you know, where we got these thunder boomers coming along, and uh, yeah. And I wanted to ask you something. Yeah. I remember when I was a a boy there at Hillcrest Church in Swainsboro, Governor Lester Maddox. He was the governor then. And he was coming, he was scheduled to speak at our church on a Sunday morning, and that was great excitement that, you know, the somewhat controversial back then governor was coming to speak at our little church there in Swainsboro. And on three different, two two or three different occasions, and each time um, the, the, it was canceled because uh, the, the skies were overcast and they couldn't fly in uh, overcast weather. Our, I don't know. Now, some people know enough about flying, and you, you're a pilot, and I'm, I'm not. But I know that uh, there's instrument flying where you can fly, but then there's just flying by looking out the window, basically, right? Yeah. And at that time, Georgia, their official governor's plane and pilot were unable to fly by, you know, by instruments. And it's, it wasn't stormy weather; it was just overcast. There were clouds, no bad weather, but they would not fly when it was cloudy. And so they had to postpone that. And I've, I've thought about uh, that. And then flying, if you get out flying on a nice afternoon like this, and you never know when a thunderstorm, thunderstorm is going to pop up, have you ever encountered that where you had to fly around weather? Have you ever gotten uh, a little bit? Oh, yeah. My yeah daddy absolutely. Used to jubus, a little jubilous about it. A little jubilous about it, yes. A little jubilous, ju- my, dubious. That's why daddy would say du- dubious. <laughs> my dubious, guess on, the, on Governor Maddox is that his plane was probably equipped and his pilot was probably equipped. My guess is the airport was not equipped uh, for him to uh-huh. land there. Uh, we had an omnidirectional signal at Swainsboro. Yeah, but but that doesn't help on that doesn't help if you're trying to land and punch through clouds and all that kind of stuff. And that's my guess is that back then they they didn't have a, a way to do it. I just pictured having an old DC four four two DC three and a you know a pilot that like, yeah they probably did but evening. you know he he'd survived the war too he wasn't he wasn't going to yeah. go burn a hole in the ground after you know trying to get yeah. some politician to a church that's my guess but yeah well, no i've had well, an incident today would you think that the governor could land if it oh yes if, absolutely yeah, yeah. today there's yeah, different okay, you know okay. there's gps approaches and all this kind of right. stuff very very safe today uh, to do that if your airplane and the pilot is equipped extremely safe uh, but back then you didn't you, they didn't have that technology it wasn't around you had to have sophisticated landing equipment actually on the ground at the airport that had to be routinely calibrated uh, for that to happen and back, you know, or a controller, uh, that could read out the radar scope as the airplane was descending, they'd say, okay, take it up a notch, bring it down. Okay. Now you're right on, no, you're right on the seat. Yeah. So that's my guess. They didn't have any of that. We had no fellow walk out there and hold his hand over his eyes to shade his eyes and watch him coming in and, yeah. and, and <laughs> right. let him know if they made it or not. You know, the goat man yeah. would come down there and, <laughs> and sit say, down there. Well, y'all made it. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. They would know already without being told by the right. timers. That yeah. Into the sun, you know, so. I went 150 miles out of my way one time. I was, I was flying from 
uh, here at Gum Creek out to California. And I thought, well, you know, in the grand scheme of things, going to California, 150 miles uh, out of your way, I wound up at some crop duster strip down in South Louisiana. And I've never sweated so bad in my life. Wow. Wade, I thought I had landed in hell. It was so it was in July <laughs> and it was so dead gum hot. It's if hell no it's Louisiana. Oh my gosh. Louisiana, yeah. It was just misery. I mean absolute <laughs> misery. And I'm from yeah. South Texas where I'm used to heat and humidity. But I'm telling you, this was like the third layer of hell. It was so hot. And the fuel pump, after I shut down, I realized that the gas pump was up under a tree. And that was great, but it was up a hill. And so I, I had to push the old airplane, you know, up there, this beat up old airplane. I was flying around the country back then, 1950s airplane. I had to push it up the hill. And these old timers sat there on the porch and watched because it was so dead gum hot. They weren't going to help. I got it all fueled up and got out of there. But I mean to tell you, that was the hottest place I've ever been to in my life. So, yeah, I've done that before. And I, it's no fun, but, you know, you're you're never bigger than the weather. But a thunderstorm is beautiful from the air, isn't it? Well, I don't like to get too close to them, but yeah. But I it, mean from a distance. From a distance, yeah. Now, I, I remember talking to old-timers. I've known women like that that were, you know, that were beautiful. <laughs> but they just keep the you distance, can, you know? again, send your hate mail to P.O. Box. <laughs> I don't mean they're, they were ugly. Up, but I'm saying they were beautiful, but it's best that you admired them from afar. I get it. Because they were like a thunderstorm. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew I knew old timers though that talked about flying uh, in the early days of instruments, and uh, I don't know if you can hear the thunder rolling right now, but they they said if you ever got in there, you flew toward the light, and wherever it was light, that's where you went, and eventually you'd wind up on the other side. And I thought, God, you've got to be brave enough to try that at some point. Yeah. But that's you know. I, anyway, that's what they would say. I I just choose to go 150 miles out of my way and avoid it at all cost. That's that's uh, yeah. I mean, well, it and, takes a certain amount of bravery to to fly to be a pilot. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I, it does. Uh, most of us aren't pilots now. I know a few. I have a friend that's that's uh, taking flying lessons and becoming a pilot. He has. I think he's already finished. It's been a while. I had talked to him the last few weeks, but. Uh, I've always admired my neighbor growing up had airplane and flew and it was, uh, I really respect people that, uh, can do that, take control of an airplane and, uh, and, and have the, uh, the guts to, uh, taking off and flying is one thing, but landing, rejoining earth, and that and rejoining the, the earth, yeah, the, the mystery, rejoining the earth successfully, <laughs> gently yeah. and kindly. You're going to come, you're coming down one way or the other. We haven't left one up there yet, that's for sure. No, so. there's not definitely. I'm sure that's run, kind of a running gag among <laughs> pilots, you know. But yeah, that uh, amazes me, and, and the fact that thunderstorms pop up so easily. Yeah. That, um, but you know they're coming. I mean, you really you you. It's pretty easy to tell uh, if there's going to be convective activity or you know thunderstorms and that kind of stuff. But yeah, you're, you're just never bigger than the weather. And on the days where yeah, you've if I got had a plane and I flew, I'd go out in the wintertime, you know. Freezing cold yeah. days of them, just flying around. I don't have to worry about uh, weather. Yeah. Well, and in the summertime, well, I, it's I not have bad. Run up with, I have run up with, uh, with one snow thunderstorm once, but that was in Michigan. Oh, Michigan, yeah. So I don't think we have that around here. We don't have thunder snow down here. We don't have thunder, but have you ever seen thunder snow? Yeah. First time I saw it, it just, it just amazed me. 
It like is that, an amazing and beautiful thing. Like that lightning strike on Miss Sue Ellen's grandfather's outhouse. It it yeah, scared the, me the first time I saw it. <laughs> I can imagine he was the only person ever in Georgia to have a, a lightning rod on his outhouse. Lightning rod on an outhouse. And, and apparently, I like that. Apparently, he needed it that one night. So there you go. Listen, right. are we well, going to do this again next week? Yes. We're going to do it again next week, and we're going to have more time, and we're going to have everything up and running. Um, yeah, t- tonight was a special show. It was a good show. We just didn't, it's me and you talking, and I hope everybody's enjoyed. Are we coming to the end here? Yeah, we're we, at the end. We are at the end. We we got to duck out. We're at the end. We got to duck right, out. Well, thanks. Listen, everybody, I I hope you enjoyed tonight's show, and um, we love y'all. We appreciate you. Appreciate Georgia Radio with with Matt and my friend here and making it possible. And thank you for tuning in and listening. Listen on the podcast, the Georgia Focus Farm Life Radio on georgiaradio.com. See you all next week. Thanks, everybody. Georgia Radio, on your phone, in your home, everywhere you go.